Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast episode 316. I am your co-host Jessica Kupferman and with me as always the lovely top bund today, Miss Elsie Escobar. Top bund. You are top bund today. It's like top gun only with mom hair. <laughs> I love that mom hair. I guess it depends on what time of your life because I've been wearing this all my life. Yeah, so I have too. You, it's, mean, yeah. you know, it has a different meaning, I guess, depending upon your age. I guess so. Remember. I guess that's true. Yeah. I can't do the top bun anymore because now I have bangs. Oh, and also our producer, sorry, our producer, <laughs> the tooltip attempter, John Jamingo. Hello. Well, I know. Now he's being <laughs> Come completely on. forgotten. No, you I got, know. Yeah. You may have missed the beginning where he goes, all right, I'm going to do a tooltip. First, you. And, and then, then I, hit, I, I hit the tab <laughs> for what I was talking about, and it zipped me right out of the stream. Whoops, yeah. amazing. Then I had to get back. I'm like, ooh, got to get back, got to get back. Very humorous. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, so happy Memorial Day. That's what today is, Memorial Day. Has everyone had a decent Memorial Day so far, or are we just kind of like waiting for it to be over? Dude, it's 10 in the morning here for us. And for folks that are not here in the East Coast, they just woke up. That's true. So therefore... But they still had the whole weekend to piddle around. No. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean how the has weekend. your weekend, how was your weekend is a better question. How was how your is, Memorial how has Day your weekend, weekend gone? Yeah. All right. Sorry. How is, because right now it's Monday and I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to the life that we're living lately, weekends have a little bit of a, more of an, ex, I guess, an experience, but not really. You know Explain. I mean? In the sense that every oh. day it's the same. Like it other than like the only this is how I know it's a weekend. I allow myself not to set the alarm so I can sleep in. Yeah. That's my weekend. <laughs> what did you used to do on weekends before the pandemic? Before the, dude, I've always worked from home, so it was about the ex- same thing. Yeah. You said the life we're living, like we're like it's changed so much, but I'm not sure it's changed that much for you. Not for me. No, that's why when, when you're saying that, I'm like, uh, it used to be a lot different, I guess. You mean like before you had children? Yes. <laughs> yes, that, that is correct. Do you even remember when you didn't have children? I do. I do remember. It there were lots of fun ago. things um, that I did. <laughs> yeah. Things we won't discuss. Lots of things. I No, I mean, it wasn't even that I won't discuss. It's just that I remember, like, doing things, going to do stuff by myself. Like, those are the things that I really love to do. Going to eat, going to the movies, mm-hmm. going to go get a coffee, mm-hmm. going, you know. All good things. All good things that are not really life-changing. Going to yoga classes whenever I want. Like Saturday mornings, that was what I did. I had a 9 o'clock yoga class to go to. Mm-hmm. And that was my Saturday. That was so great. Every Saturday morning. Ah, uh, the good old days. Well, look. Ah, uh, the good old days. Look, nobody forced you up a mountain. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out of that mountain. Um. Also, my teacher, who I adored and loved, is left. Los Angeles. Oh. And I didn't go back to that nine o'clock yoga class because he left. 
I'm wondering if the background that we have here is mm-hmm. making me look blue. Because I've tried everything else. Have you turned the light on? What light? The, you know, your light. Yeah. No, it didn't help. <laughs> Never mind. Thank you, John. I'm just blue. You know I'm what? It's because it's gray out, I guess. Oh, no. look. That one's like little pills. We've never. <laughs> They're circles. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. it looks like a, it's, it looks like a pill. They're circles. Okay. This is fine. Never mind. All right. We can just take that out. So yeah. So Memorial Day. My sons are both here. Um, next week is my husband's 50th birthday. Exciting. Yeah. I, wish I hear he's not very excited about that, though. He's a little funny about his birthday, but also he hates having surprises ruined for him. Okay. And poor Isaac. He's only six years old. So, like, if you plan anything with Isaac, he's like, Dad, I have to tell you about your birthday. <laughs> oh. oh, no. And then Scott's like. Why are like, you telling Isaac? Well, I. I'm not particularly telling Isaac. It's just that he overhears things or he goes with me for, okay. So like, for example, this morning I have to go pick up a present like that his mother, his grandmother painted him a, a picture of our house and like, I have to go pick it up and have it framed. And like, you can't tell Isaac any of this, but you know, he wants to know where I'm going and you know, oh. that kind of thing. Or he'll be with me when I go do stuff and it's just impossible. Have you told him that he, the, these are surprises? Mind you, I have a child that's like that too. Yes. She is now almost 10 years old. And what I know now is that you simply cannot yeah, you tell just, her. You can just like never you just involve her. her. I'm just never going to have to involve him. I cannot involve him, period. Because yeah. he'll go, you have to know my mom's coming over because she's, oh, never mind. It's got to right. be like, it's got to be like, don't say another word. Right. <laughs> He's such well, a see, yeah. And May May does stuff like that, but she doesn't she will just let things out without because without even wanting to. So I know it's she's not being purposeful about her disclosure of things. Yeah, but still, she, it's like never mind. It just comes out, yeah. you know. And you're like, same oh, why did you? Oh my god. Yeah, same. It's very frustrating. So yeah, so it's been very tense. Plus, like the fifty year old thing. Like also, he's so weird about gifts. Like he has very particular. I've I've never bought him a big gift that he hasn't returned or fit, you know, fixed in some way. So like, I've decided I would get him. You know, I'm gonna I'm taking him somewhere instead. But like now, I'm worried because for my fortieth birthday, he got me. Well, I was turning forty, and we were having a baby, and it was our tenth anniversary. So he got me like a, a ring mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm now I'm like worried that like the thing there's no thing for him to have and he's gonna be mad <laughs> like I feel like it's like his head his voice in my head is torturing me if I get him a thing so stressful dude it's I know so stressful you gotta play it the way we play it which is nothing <laughs> there's zero expectations about anything and oh, I'm man. super stoked if I have a card that was remembered and from Whole Foods. Happy birthday, mama. That's about the extent of it. Aww. Which is fine. I honestly, listen, and I know like you're like, oh, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want anything. And when I say, I honestly, I am 100% like, uh, yeah, no, I yeah, do not. I know. And I know everybody's like, oh, and I'm like, listen, this is, I like it. And if I want something, I will advocate for myself and say, this is what I want. Yeah. And then I will get it. And I can guarantee you, 
the majority of the people around me have zero idea as to what would actually yeah. make me happy. You know, in the sense of like, this is what I would really want. I, like, mean, I don't want any of their stuff. So I have some good ideas, but the other the other thing that's annoying about Scott, I just mm-hmm. I have to vent about this because no one else will understand. Okay, so the other thing that's annoying about Mr. Scott is that like he does have an Amazon wish list, but uh-huh. he uses it to bookmark things. It's not necessarily shit he actually wants. Some of it is stuff he wants to get Isaac. Some of it is stuff he wants to get my dad. Some I have it, stuff that I have my list is that way too. Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. Which is fine. But like have a private list for that shit. Like don't let everyone see books that you were looking at that you have never wanted to. Like one time for his birthday, oh. I bought him. There were Beatles. It was a Beatles thumb drum. Some kind of way that you like play the drums with your thumbs. And he was like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever bought me. I'm like, it's in your fucking list. I don't know. I don't know. It was in your uh, list. He was like, why the fuck would you buy me this? I'm like, you know what? I quit. I quit. He would get a gift certificate from me. Honest to God, I would not put up with – the first time he took something back that I bought him, from then on, he would just get a, a gift certificate. And that was a watch. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't – no, I wouldn't do it. I don't know why. It's That's the kind of stuff where I'm like, no, don't even – Okay. Why? So, so here's what I've done. And maybe it'll come in time and maybe it won't. Okay, so I bought him a a book that has every day is another page of headlines from the year. He was born. Yeah, so it's like it starts with 71 and it's like every year the top headlines. Okay, Uh until now. And then I got him bracelets that we both wear. Kind of like the touch lamps where like if you touch it, it buzzes the other person just to let them know you're thinking about them because I'm going to be traveling in a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two things. And then I think I told his sister to get him like a chef's knife because he likes getting chef's knives, although he keeps insisting he doesn't want that. Like, I don't know. It's exhausting. It's the, the pressure is unbelievable. I'll just say that because you know what else is the worst part? This is every year. Father's Day is right after. Right. So I just have to like Memorial Day. I just buy a plethora of shit and then divvy it up for birthday and Father's Day. But this year it has to be cooler shit because he's 50. The stress, dude. I wouldn't want to handle it. When he turned 40, I got him a party. I can't do that now. But it's pandemic and he has no immunities yet to COVID. John, do you know Jimmy John's? Not the regular place, but like the special one that's up here in Chad's Ford. Yeah, the one that burnt down. Yeah, the one that burnt down. That's his favorite place. So we, for his 40th birthday, we had a we had a party in like a hot dog restaurant. Oh, that's cool. And it has trains, model trains that go around. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was nice. I wish I could repeat that. That was a genius move. Oh, Not yeah. this time. Mind you, it's his 50th year. Maybe you should do something like 50 times. Oh, no, don't do that. During the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something fun, something interesting, something that he gets an opportunity to experience. John goes, oh, no, don't do that. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, or maybe something every month. It's a whole year. It's a whole, the whole year is 50. It's the beginning of a decade. It's not like today. That's true. Needs to be the thing. Yeah, that's the beginning of something. And so I think that there's time where you can have a little extra something. Every time y'all go out, it can be like a little extra 50th celebration for Scott and whatever that might be, wherever you are. And that would be a really nice little surprise that he gets a little teeny gift. His grandmother decided to do a paint. She's a watercolor artist. She decided to do a painting of, of our house. 
my mother-in-law keeps wanting me to, she's like, you need to go over and take a look at it. I'm like, just take a picture. She goes there every Thursday. I'm like, just take a picture of it. I'm sure it's beautiful. Like, I don't want to go, all, you know, I don't need to go all the way over. So, um, she took a picture of it. I said it was perfect. Now she wants me to go over and see the fi- finished piece. I was like, I don't need to do that. So I call his grandmother and I was like, um, you know, I, I told her I would come over today and pick it up and, and take it to have a frame. She was fine with that. She didn't know why I had to go over and see it either. That was all his mother's idea. So then last night she goes, okay, so I heard you're going to go get it from mom tomorrow, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, so is that from all of us? And I was like, who's us? And she goes, well, I didn't have a gift. Mom didn't have a gift. You didn't have a gift. I'm like, you think I don't have a gift? So my husband's 50th birthday. Like, is she crazy? I was like, of course I have a gift. It's not for me. I didn't pick that house. Like, what are you, nuts? I thought she was out of her mind. Like, what? First of all, on what planet would I not have a gift for my husband's 50th fucking birthday? This is an episode of The Amazing Mrs. Maisel right here. Does that make sense, though? Seriously. It's such a th- <laughs> How it's an does episode that make sense? of Seinfeld. It's an episode of Seinfeld. That, that yeah, scene is an episode listen, of Seinfeld. I'm confused. I under you are really? Well no, it's just because it's I guess I don't She wants to know if her mother's painting can be a gift from her, which is fine with me. I don't give a fuck. But don't try and act like it's from me because I haven't thought that far ahead because that's fucking bonkers. But it's from her. It's from her. I guess that no, what I'm saying what to you is that is, this is I don't have a gift. So can we say it's from us so that I don't look like right. a dick? Yeah, right. she's gift coattailing. In other words, yes. she's jumping on someone's coattails, their gift. It's can you put my name on the card? I guess she thought I would play around along, but I was like, you can't say it's from me. I'm getting him a bunch of shit. If you haven't thought of it until Memorial Day, that's your fucking problem. It's your kid. You know when he was born. And you also know he's all sensitive about his birthday because apparently this weekend is also the weekend of a huge accounting conference. So daddy was gone every year on Scott's birthday because daddy was an accountant. It is torture. Oh, my gosh. I am so. uh, Well, I guess that's one thing that we are not alike in. I can tell you that. Who's we? I don't give a shit about my birthday. I'll buy myself whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Oh, you because mean like Scott the- Scott and I are often Oh, yeah, you are parallel. often compared. That's true. We are parallel in our, you know, I'm the Scott usually in yeah, the relationship. Yeah, not today. Not today. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yes, you're but correct. when it comes to this, I have zero- Similarity. Like I have zero understanding or similarities when it comes to this. Yeah, because you know why? Because your mom probably tried to throw you a party every fucking year. And every year you were like, no, I hate everyone. Yeah, I, yes, you are correct. And there, because that's not, but that, because that's never been, you know, my love language has never been gifts. This isn't either. That's what makes it so humorous. It's never been that. I know. His isn't either. But I guess when your dad doesn't want to do anything for your birthday, it's it's hurtful, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that either. I have birthday, you know, I have birthday issues too. I don't know why Elsie doesn't have birthday issues because she and I have a birthday in the fucking oh because she's from California that's why. Listen, we've talked about this before. Elsie does not like people throwing. She gets uncomfortable when people make her the the focus of attention. Thank you. That's what I was saying. Yes. No, but like oh my god, how do you not know that? 
I know, but I'm saying I'm the opposite. I like to have all the attention. Mm-hmm. And when your birthday is the day after Martin Luther King's Jr.'s birthday, oftentimes you're not at school, so no one can sing you happy birthday. And then also it snows. It snows. So your birthday parties get ruined. Where is my sad piano music for this? Oh, my God. Honestly, I, I mean, I would be very bummed if my birthday, I guess, was on Christmas Day. That would be kind of annoying. Like, I'd be a little bit annoyed then. Right, because everyone, the whole world is paying attention to something different. Here's what I, I like to take ownership of my birthday. And so I can tell everybody saying, it's my birthday. I get to do what I want versus what I do. You need to give me things and acknowledge me. It's like, listen, like I can just essentially, you know, wake up that morning. And if I have to go to work or I have to go anywhere, I'd be like, I'm not showing up. It's my birthday. And then I will go do my things. Like, it's not so that you do something for me. It's so that I remove myself from the situation and give myself what I want. This is what I do. I say what I want. I do what I want. I do that on Mother's Day and I do it on my birthday. Those are the yeah, but times. dude, you're saying right now nobody, like, yeah. It's not As about a kid, I was annoyed. I don't care now. Right, yeah. Right. It makes no difference to me now. But like when I was in grade school, it was frustrating for me, that's all. Because I needed all the attention and I got... Gypped sometimes. Okay, it doesn't matter. So then I was not able to have anyone sing me happy birthday. <laughs> and then after that... Did we chase away all our listeners or are people still listening to this drivel? They probably are, de- are like, you know what? I don't want to hear this crap. It's I'm just wondering if you guys are... Are you guys hanging news. in with us or should we just talk They're about probably gone, dude. It's like 10.35 <sighs> and we haven't even talked about one podcasting related anything. <laughs> okay, well, I have something to say that's not in the news that I want to talk okay. about. Okay. All right. Can we start okay. with this? We'll ease on into the news, but you can play the news jingle if you must. It's your show, must I? No, you mustn't unless you want to. We're here, says Stacey. <laughs> Like, yeah. All right. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. How about that, Lena? To my birthday struggles. (laughs) It's not that. It's just that this, I'm telling you. I get it. Folks that are lovers of Seinfeld (laughs) tend to be... Possibly not from, I think it's a cultural thing in all honesty, because I never got Seinfeld. You can't sell me on him. It wasn't interesting to me. I still, I get stressed out. I would often be crossing my eyes and going, why is this funny? (gasps) Because that didn't, it doesn't appeal to me. That sort of of mundane conversation. That's insulting to me both as a funny person and a Jew. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm not. All I'm saying to you, though, is that I would say. You don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the funny. The (gasps) funny part is just life's little irritations. Okay, but that's not me. That's the thing. It's like, that's not me. And there's a lot of funny things that I was just looking at. Like when it comes to my cultural funnies, they're different than other people's cultural funnies. That's all I'm saying. Comedy is a really hard thing to translate. Okay, I understand why the stories of four spoiled Jews may not appeal to you. Okay, but there is something funny about shrinkage 
or being the master of your domain. I don't even know what that is. See, I don't even get the cultural thing. All okay. I know is about the, the, the place that they went to the restaurant. Shrinkage is about men. Their stuff gets smaller when they are, when it's cold. So there's this one episode where they're swimming and George has a girlfriend there. See, and she... look, Lena is like, I hear you. Yes, we were starting. I don't want to sh- know about. Listen, I can. You can talk about. Never mind. Stacy, you're right. And all of the things. And all I get. I understand how it could be interesting to some folks. I don't find it interesting. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to talk about. Okay. There's the show that I watch on Facebook. Now we're in the news. Okay. We're changing, okay. Stacy. Okay. There's the show that I watch on Facebook Watch. I don't know how or when I started watching it, but now it's served up to me all the time because of the algorithm. It's called Murder, Mystery, and Makeup. And basically this woman, her name is Bailey Sarian. Her mother was a 911 dispatcher. So as she's putting on makeup and making these crazy, artistic, beautiful faces, she's telling you about gory murder, kidnappings, rapes, all kinds of terrible, you know, like true crime. So I just read that she got herself a podcast on Audio Boom, and I'm super excited. Although I'm wondering, like, is it going to take away from the makeup part? Because maybe she's only doing that because, I mean, it is interesting to listen to. But I'm not a true crime fan. I'm a fan of her marrying it with makeup. I like the fact that she's doing, like, weird eyeliners and, like, you know, like contouring her face while she's telling me about people when they were born and how, like, the one with Eileen Wernos. Is particularly tragic and she does like a cra- I don't know just for some reason it goes together so anyway so she has a new podcast on audio boom of course I don't remember the name of it I'm gonna look it up really quick why would you I know because it's not in the show notes that's why it's kind of like when you do a podcast about podcasting but you do your nails it's called it's dark thing. history it's going to be called dark history the dark history okay so if you want to check it out dark history trailer is on um is out now and through audio boom. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I really like her, but I don't have any idea how a podcast is going to work for her. It's going to expand her audience to a different aspect, which may or may not include the makeup. But what makes you think that folks that don't listen to her are not going to all of a sudden decide, Hey, I'm going to go watch her on YouTube. Cause she's very big on YouTube as well. Yeah. 8 million. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Anyway. Yeah. So and then and that's where it started. And now she is parlaying. So it's a different kind of take on it. I don't think that it takes away from a specific. I don't know. I think it might expand her audience. I think it'll draw more people to the video. Yep, exactly. That's I hope what you're I would, right. But and, and we don't know if she's going to expand on how long is this thing? Is it a ten, 10 minutes? I don't know. Yeah, it's new. I don't, it hasn't launched yet. No, no, dude. The videos. Oh, so on YouTube, they're about a half hour or so. On okay. Facebook, they're about 15. Like, they cut it so that it's they cut the it down a main little bit. story. Okay. Like, All right. Some of it on YouTube might also be makeup tutorials. She doesn't do that on Facebook. It's just murder while she's putting on makeup. Right. So I was thinking that maybe there's a little extra stuff. I have. I did read that headline. I saw that headline come through, and I thought that was a really intriguing concept. It of is. Makeup on and talking about murder. It is. It Love is that. oddly satisfying to watch. Super, super awesome. Uh, I think that plays with almost anything. I I feel that putting makeup on and talking about almost anything would be really appealing to a lot of folks. So there's another one. If you want to start a show on that, do it. 
Because yeah. it would be great. There's another show that's not turning into a podcast by Jamie French, and she does makeup and movies. But instead of doing murder, she like watches terrible, terrible movies like Glitter with Mariah Carey or like Britney Spears's weird movie that yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually very funny. But it's but you know Bailey, they're both different, but they're similar, I guess. Anyway, moving on. Can I piggyback off that for just a second? Because yeah, man. So. There's a lot of turmoil now on YouTube where YouTube is starting to deplatform some people for different things. And you know, before they would take their video and turn it into a podcast. And then when you would listen to the podcast, they would always have a intro saying, hey, what are you doing listening to us on a podcast? You can go to YouTube and watch it. Well, now there's a couple podcasts that I listen to that now they've been suspended on YouTube. So now oh, they're saying no. – they're saying, hey, you know what, podcast lovers, audio lovers, we love you now. You are our people. Oh, because it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, and it's now it's getting to the point, um, interestingly enough, like um, the CDNs are taking them down, which is actually, I actually prefer that because that way they bypass the podcast host. What's the CDNs? <laughs> I don't know what a CDN is. The CDN is what actually delivers the meat. It's the, it's the infrastructure beneath. It's where the files are are delivered from and stored and backed up. It's kind of like your hard drive, if you imagine it that way. Um, it's like a hard drive. So it, think about it like in terms of like a computer, it's like the hard drive has been removed. Hmm. And so at, and the, the computer people don't really have a choice anymore. It's like the hard drives are removed. So the CDNs are don't want the content on their servers. It's yeah. the large server, the big one, hmm. the hmm. one that stores... That's a problem. All of the things, not the delivery mechanism, right? Because even like websites, right? Web hosting companies have CDNs where they store yeah. the websites, right? So even though they are running it, if the CDN, if if the content in the website goes against the CDN's um, issues or like TOS, the CDN can say, we don't want that in there because then they'll tell the company, if you have that in there, then you go out of business. We mm. won't serve you. And then you as a business will have to then, um, serve it yourself. affects a lot of people. So quick yeah. question. When I sign up to Lipson to host a podcast, I don't know who your CDN is and I don't know right. their terms of service and it really doesn't affect me because that's something that the host is using so now as a podcaster you're paying for hosting and somebody else is taking your content down that you don't even have a contract with that's weird yeah but you've but it's the same it goes the other way around it's sort of like yeah you didn't do it but if it's sort of like you're renting right so you are renting from the building right mm -hmm. and then you come in and you pay a lease to the company that Owns the building, if you will, mm -hmm. but then, but they, the person who is maybe leasing the building from, is the one that's saying, "This is why a lot of folks often lose their homes because mm -hmm. the larger company comes in and it's like we need all these people out." And that's crazy. I mean, you kind of have to that part. Leave. I'm familiar with. It's the other part that's crazy. Yeah. So, so any, it's what I'm saying. It's like somebody extra that is coming through. Hello, Troy. So extra. So um, anyway. So now what, what I'm what you're saying is now if as a podcaster you have to make sure the CDN. You don't have to make sure anything. You just have to mind your p's and dot your i's. 
Wait, that's not how that saying goes. <laughs> I always mess that up. I get the wrong letters. Me too. Hold on. It's mind your P's and Q's or cross your T's and dot your I's. <laughs> dot your I's and cross your T's. You don't get to dot your I's and mind your P's. That's right. That makes no fucking sense. Oh, oh, and, and minding your P's and Q's makes sense? Yes, that does make sense. Not to somebody who's a different language. That's true. It's not sound- true, because when you're when you're writing P's and Q's in cursive, for example, they can look very funky if you don't do it right. See, the thing that upsets me about this is podcasting is supposed to be your thing, and you're the boss and everything, and now all of a sudden oh. you've got other bosses. I don't like it. I don't, well, I don't like, it's like it. you know what? That that's why I'm living here in the house in the mountains because I usually don't have to deal with most of that stuff. Like what? P's and Q's? Or so. T's and I's? The Nobody end. has to do that anymore. That's a very old fashioned saying. My God. Peasing, are you still in the P's and Q's? Oh my God. Are we like talking? Never mind. About all the things. All right, moving on. I just, I know Troy's like, I just came in and you're already like three levels deep in this. <laughs> it's not my fault. She- oh my God. It's like, this is the, it's the morning coffee. Anyway. Oh my God. Honestly. honestly. Listen, this is something that came out a long time, m- moving into some podcasting. I have forgotten to share this because I saw it on my LinkedIn a while ago and I actually took this survey. Uh, Twyla Dang, who is a, pro, uh, she is a, uh, podcasting pro. She has a production company. She does all kinds of things. She also has, like, I think, I think it's called Women in Podcasting. Yeah. On yeah. Face. I mean, on Instagram. I forgot the name of it, but I've attended one of her sessions. And I think a couple of them. They, she used to have them on Saturday. Anyway, that free, like, how to podcast. Not how to podcast, but more like Q and A's for podcasting stuff. Really, really, really smart, smart woman. I learned a lot from attending that, and it's just really, really great, really down to earth. So anyway, she's doing a um, survey Mm -hmm. um, for BIPOC uh, women in podcasting, and and so what she wants to kind of gather is this. She's hoping to track the general condition of BIPOC women in podcasters, the in podcasting, the nature of their experiences, the problems they face in the respective workplaces, the friction points holding up recruitment pipeline and preventing them from advancing in their positions, and the frustrations driving them out of the industry altogether. I believe she moved into the audio business, into podcasting from the audio business. So she's acutely familiar with a lot of the challenges met by her demographic, which is why she wants to point out to this. Now, I am all for it. So if you identify in in the any of the letters in BIPOC, which is Black, Indigenous, and people of color, if you identify in that way and you are a woman, please take this survey and I will put it in the episode notes here so you all can take it. And I did take it. It was a really interesting survey. I do believe that it is, again, created to reflect the industry and the professional career path as the audio industry exists. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are some questions, and I think that this is, I think there were some questions about, do you actually do the job that you were hired to do? Meaning, you know how like sometimes well, see, and this is why it was so crazy, because there's a job that you're hired to do, 
when you have a regular jobby job job. But when you're a podcaster, at least, and you identify as a podcaster, right, in its big term, you do all the things. So if I am getting paid to podcast, but I do all of the things. So I edit and I do the episode notes and I do the show note preparation and I do the posting and I do some of the editing for one of the shows that I do. John does the editing for the other show that I do. I do the graphic putting together of one of the shows that I do. Like there's, you know, there's all of the things that we do. There is. So, (laughs) but there's a broken, like in the way that it was asked, it's as if when you are in podcasting, in the way that this survey is laid out, it infers that you are working in podcasting doing the one thing, which is either you are a host or you are the, the researcher person, the fact checker, or you are the editor, or you are the marketer, or you are the community manager, or you are the... Whereas in the way that I have come into podcasting and what I do is all of that. Yeah. The reason that I'm pushing this out there is because I do feel the majority of our audience is a podcaster in the way that I'm speaking. Yeah. You know, I think that's what I believe. I don't think we have a lot of the um, corp casters or career folks that are inside of the podcasting industry. So if you do identify as BIPOC and you are a woman, then please take the survey and answer it as as, uh, honestly as possible because I do feel that that we also need to, in some way, be reflected in the study. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's open to all of that stuff. But it did give me a lot of food for thought because I would say that the industry itself is less entrepreneurial. Would you agree with that, Jess? Yes. The industry, right, is less entrepreneurial, but the podcasters that are getting in are all entrepreneurial. Well, they've always (laughs) been entrepreneurial, whether they knew it. Right. I mean, except for when you started, like when we started, when I started in 2013, most of the ones I knew were entrepreneurial. I didn't know any storytellers or, you know, like I only knew entrepreneurial ones and and hobbyists. So, but even the hobbyists, I mean, look at Ben Franklin's world and look at, you know, the Outlander podcast, like they're still entrepreneurial to some degree. But yeah, the ones who work for NPR, they're journalists. They're not entrepreneurs. Or they're audio pro. I was going to just going to say, or they're media producers on some level. Media producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so a lot of us are in it without the, like, I think that there's, when we start podcasting, we go, I want to start a podcast. I have an idea. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Versus I want to start a podcast. Here's my idea. Here's my pitch. How do I get uh, funding for this? I got to write the grants. I have to make sure I have to pitch this to a network. You know what I mean? That's a Mm. diff. It's like I don't go that way. I usually go with, I have an idea. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And and again, I'm not taking away from that because that is a viable thing. Like there's there's something that just came up for me, uh, an idea this morning that I was thinking, ooh, this is a really great idea to do as a podcast. But that's not something that I'd want to dive into given my life circumstances now, meaning that I have so many things going on that I would go through, go into mm-hmm. and not think about the money involved in it because my time and attention does not merit that. 
unless I'm getting some you serious funding to work on. You right? have a job. I do. I have a job. I have other things that I have to do. But what I'm saying is I the time and attention that that would need. You know. Would take away it's, from your jobby it's job job. just an job. idea. It was just an idea. I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. I just want to ask you a question and veer off course just a wee bit. Oh, God. <laughs> if you were a podcaster as you are, if everything in your life was the same except that your job was in banking, would you be more entrepreneurial with regards to your slash our podcast? If you did not have a job in podcasting, but you loved it the same way, mm-hmm. but maybe you're in health. I don't know what the fuck you would have done if you weren't in podcast. Frankly, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Would you be more entrepreneurial? Like, I know you say that you're not because of the things going on in your life, but I think it's also because you get paid with a salary to be in this industry. But there are people out there who love this industry and aren't getting paid to do it. So I'm just wondering, like, do you think personally you would be the same? Be the same as in, like, would I continue to podcast? No, no. Like, would you want to make your podcast more of a business so you could leave whatever industry doesn't serve you? You know, it depends on what that... I honestly think that it really... There are a lot of folks I actually have been listening to... <laughs> a lot of podcasts. Have you? That's so unlike you! And there's... there No, there's somebody out there that I've been kind of, I admire, I admire her work. She is a developer by day. That's, she has a jobby job, right? Catwoman by night. And she has about four different podcasts around productivity. She also creates a ton of tutorials, like video tutorials and really in-depth stuff. All of the other stuff, she gets paid for. There's ads in her shows. And when she does the tutorials, she kind of delivers them to another producer who actually does this for a living. And so I'm sure she gets compensated in some way, shape, or form. But in listening to her, she has no desire to leave her job. She just is in her job. She likes her job. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. likes her job. Okay. Her job is great. All right. She loves her job. And she makes some money doing this other stuff. And this is what she said. She goes, I love podcasting. I love it. And I started to uh, work in a way that I I was thinking like, I'm going to start to make a little bit more money in podcasting. And then it immediately took the joy away. I was just going to say that. It made it it my work. Made it your jobby job. job. You made her a jobby job. And she was like, I don't want this to be my job. This is my hobby. This is what I love to do. I do all this stuff and I get money from it. But I have my job to do that. And this takes away from my joy. And I thought, that's me. (laughs) It's not you, though. You love it. You just complain. You love it. You love knowing all the things first. You love hearing about who's buying who. You love listening to all the shows. You love going to the conferences, even though you will never admit it. You love to be there and talk to people about their fucking podcast all day long. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm not saying. I also do like my jobby job. I complain about the everydayness uh, and the mundaneness. And yeah, if things aren't other the way they should be in your eyes. Yeah. I mean, that's everyone. That's every job. But like for me, like I don't have the thirst for the podcast world the way that you do i do i know but so i'm saying like i love the industry because i love the people but this could be any industry and i would still be creating a woman's conference 
I mean, the, the only differences between the podcasting industry and literally every other industry is that probably we wouldn't do a podcast. That is the only difference in my life. I think I'd still do yeah. want to do a membership and have the support group and do the event. Like my part in this is not the part that loves podcasting per se. That's what you do, I think. Right. I love that. Look, Troy just nailed it. See, like I think he did when he, he said, I'd love for podcasting to pay the bills, but I have zero interest in doing the things I'd have to do to make that happen. Exactly. And it's true. It's like that does that really takes away. And it's sort of the same thing that happened when I was teaching yoga. Right. So when I was teaching yoga, I would go into the yoga studios and I would do my thing and it was amazing. And then everybody, a lot of my students would come up to me and they would say, why don't you have your own studio? I was like, are you kidding me? That would mean I would have to be watching how many people are showing up to each class. I would have to be paying teachers to come and do the thing. I would have to pay rent. Yeah. I would have to, like, there's all of this other stuff that went through it that I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't want to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. I want to come in and and all I did when I taught yoga is like, literally, I biked up to the studio. I taught my incredible classes. I had a great time and I left. Yeah. And I got a check. I do long for the simple life, but um, entrepreneur, I mean, yeah. Anyway, we we went a little off topic. Sorry, sorry. I don't um, know if you did because it is really more about podcasting. I mean, everybody, when they're thinking about a podcast, they're thinking about making it their, their life. Their you business. Know, their, their business. And it will take because I had a big debate the other day in how what is what makes your podcast successful. Is it downloads? Is it money? There's no debate. That's a personal decision. That's like saying at what weight are you healthy? Like that's a personal choice. Just like if your podcast is successful, some people would say if you're doing it on a regular basis and some people would say if you have a thousand downloads and some people would say if you have 10,000, like everyone is different. Or maybe your podcast is successful for Hillary Hendershot, you know, like her podcast is successful if it brings her clients. Her mm-hmm. show is about money and she's a finance person. And she wants to manage women's finances. So, I mean, it all depends. That That's not for anyone else to determine for us. So don't have any more debates about that because it's pointless. It's different for everybody. Well, someone was attacking somebody for their, you know, their podcast wasn't successful because it wasn't making money. And I was like, did they even ask for money? Yeah, then just beat their ass. Right. Again, though, I think what I started to think about is when it comes to the industry as a whole, is there merit and should we be counted as folks who really just love to put the content out and have zero desire to add to the pipeline of creating, right. I guess, producers or people employed in the industry? And do we have a voice and do we count? So I started to think, like, is there something else? Like, all right, so let's say golf. Let's take professional golf or let's take the golfing industry, right? There are obviously the professional athletes that do this thing and they earn money and there's the ability to do this for a living. So they work really, really hard to do these this golfing thing and they have people working for them. There are the golf places where you go play golf. There are the tournaments that they attend and all of that employs a bunch of people. There are folks who are negotiating the sponsorship. And then there are the people who teach golf to kids, to teach golf to, you know, you hire a golfing professional to maybe help me how to get better at golfing. I go into the golf course and I decide with my friends to go golf. And 
I'm pretty good. I'm, I've never golfed in my life, just to let you know. But let's say I'm pretty good. I love to do that. It gives me joy. I love to talk about golf. I love to inspire other people to talk about golf. And I want other people to golf because it's amazing. It's such an amazing thing. It's given me so much. Mm-hmm. And I love to ride the little cart. It's, it's great. Am Yay. I part of the industry? Am I anything? Do I, am I a valuable person in yes. golf? Yes, oh. because you buy no. the same clubs. No, you buy the same clubs. You buy the same outfit. You you add to the industry. You're you're supporting the industry. I'm advocating for the industry. Absolutely, I, golf. No. I talk about how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. You have a podcast about how you love golf, but you don't charge for Wait, it. But this is me. What do you mean? This is me. I don't know. Keep going. No. <laughs> so uh, also all of the things <laughs> in terms of the golf thing. I show up all the time, and that's what it what that's what it is. What so Troy says, I podcast to help spread evidence based gardening into info to folks struggling with or who want a deeper dive. Yes. Yep. Okay. Great. Yes, and this is great, and and I think the value of I the voices, the diverse voices inside of podcasting have. The value that comes from podcasting is that there is a vibrant industry that has a pipeline that allows for career development, yes, and there are a lot of folks that come into it that are not going to be solely focused on making money with podcasting, but are having a huge impact on podcasting simply because they are sharing their voices. A lot of the folks out there that, you know, moved into podcasting didn't first do it because they listened to Serial, but they listened to it because they heard uh, a podcast about, you know, the Harry po- Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. They started way back in the day listening to Harry Potter things. And the same thing happens with like somebody who listens to a podcast that has something to do with them that they found very, very unique, that they're like, oh my gosh, I have I have somebody to talk about the TV shows. You know, all the TV shows that like the Lost TV show had, you know, as we know, with uh, Cliff Ravenscraft way back in the day, that's how he started talking about Lost. And that built a gigantic community around just talking about Lost, the TV show. And it created value. So yeah, yep. all I'm, that's all I'm saying. I think about sometimes podcasting is the golf club. In other words... It is the tool you use to talk about your passion. And the reason I think about that is because I always go back to the beekeeping podcast where they talk yeah. about or, everything. Or for fish nerds. Yeah, or the fish nerds where they yeah. go back and they talk nerds. about that. And it's podcasting is just the vehicle for their passion, for beekeeping, mm-hmm. for fishing. So should they be counted? Sure. And I think that that's the question I'm asking. Should they be counted as part of the podcasting industry? If let's say, you know, we picked like those, they may be like making some money for their businesses and whatnot, but that's what they're, it's going out for their businesses, right? Podcasting is an, an extension of their marketing. Yes. Yeah. It's a part or of a, a vehicle for their voices for something bigger. Yeah. They're buying hosting. They're buying microphones. They're buying, you know, equipment. Exactly. I think that, you know, the majority, if a lot of the podcasters that just start a podcast just because left the industry would suffer the most. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as much fun. I know. I, I, mean, I mean, serious. Like if all of the, in, well, I'm, I'm using independent podcasters for all of the folks who just decide, I want to start a podcast and I just, I just want to start one. If all of those people that had that feeling disappeared and they were not allowed, the industry would, I believe that would actually 
cause the biggest harm to the industry. And I'm not sure that that would actually help it continue to thrive Hmm. because it would diminish the foundation of what the actual podcast, why the the podcasting industry is where it is now. It's Hmm. those voices. I think it's the, the thing about podcasting is the passion. In other words, when it becomes a business and when people come in, they start to ruin it. Uh, same thing with radio. People, the, the s- corporate suits came in and started taking the the passion out of radio. I mean, what was that, 1930, though? No. Yes. I would say it was in the 80s and the 90s. No way. That shit has been fucking business, businessized since the beginning. It's the, yeah. But it was the radio yeah, even owners. TV and, like, it, it's the media, media as a whole. Yeah. Media as a whole, like, been- even with the movies and TV and advertising and all of that stuff. It's... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, All advertising is make yeah, anyway. Now, speaking about monetization though. <laughs> Apple has released the ability for you to now do affiliate marketing for the podcast subscriptions. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if yeah. we wanted so so here's a way to do this. It's like if we decided like if there's a show out there that has the subscriptions added into Apple Podcasts, the women from um, Pantsuit Politics, they were in the video, by the way. Did you know this? This was amazing. I love those girls, man. I love those girls. Lo- they're amazing. So they were, so let's, they're going to be offering premium subscription on Apple Podcasts. So instead of us, as she podcast, adding our own subscription, we could just sell theirs. I love it. Oh my God. And then brilliant. we get the money. <gasps> we get affiliate commission off of so that. Smart. I know. Right? So we could just have a list of the people that we want you to support via Apple Podcasts, sell their stuff, and then we get a kickback, which is awesome. Given that, though, it seems that um, now there's support, obviously, for and Big Sur for the Apple Podcast subscriptions and all this stuff, but nobody can find them. And lo and behold, on Friday, the weekend before holiday... Apple did release an uh, an, e- an email and they just sent it out and they said that it's going to be delayed until June. So that could be, you know, June 1st or June 30th or in anything in between that that's when they're going to come out. And they recognized or at least they mentioned for the very first time that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, they with- did? Like we didn't notice. Yeah, they did. We didn't notice that at all. Over the last few weeks, some creators have experienced delays in the availability of their content and access to Apple Podcasts Connect. We've addressed these disruptions and encourage creators experiencing any issues to contact us. And then they have a little link, a hyperlink to that. Mm. They say that it's fixed. It seems like that may or may not be the case. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'll not say. Cool. Anyway, that was it. That's all I have for podcasting news today. <laughs> the reason was, not I, I really scoured to see if there was anything else that I could find that for us to talk about that was more than that. But you scoured that was about it. The of the, I scoured the interwebs for any new news. There's nothing. That's new why news. I brought up Bailey Sarian. Yeah, because there's not much. That's a really cool. It's really cool. I like that. Here's some news. Yes. Wednesday of this week, I'm doing a site visit of our hotel for She Podcast Live. And ticket sales have been picking up. Sponsorship sales are interesting. (laughs) So, like, sponsorship sales are interesting in the sense that, like, I've talked to a lot more sponsors than I did um, this time uh, in the year in 2019. 
Many of them want to participate, but aren't sure they can travel. So it's a weird, that's what I mean by it's interesting. It's not like they want to or they don't want to, but it's like sort of everyone's in a holding pattern. I'm not sure when that pattern is going to come out, but it's going to make things funny to plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the people that are in are like super in, have no questions. Let's do this. Let's get there. And those are mostly, I would say, middle tier companies, companies that are healthy in size, but not ginormo conglomerates. The ginormo conglomerates are sort of like, we want to help you. We're not sure we can travel. What do you need? Give us some ideas. Let's think, you know, it's like they they want to come, they want to speak, but they're not sure if anyone's traveling. Like, it's so funky. It's being, it's funky. Nevertheless, I'm going to the hotel with the event planner, Jennifer Follett Grains, my friend, and and then my our producer, Jack Woods. And um, we're going to figure this funky shit out. We're going to see all... They're my visionaries. Well, let's put the... Re- let's rephrase. They know what's possible at events that aren't podcasting conferences. And so far, that's been really interesting. It's been a blessing to work with that because I don't have to compare what we're doing to podcast movement or to PodFest. I don't have to. I love that. I know. I don't have to. Like every time I'm just like, if I say, well, the schedule will be X, Y, and Z, she'll go, is there a reason why you have to do that? And I'm like, no, there's no reason. (laughs) It's just because that's all I know. And she was like, Mm -hmm. we're not doing that. We're going to do it this way and this way, or you can do it this way and this way. And I'm like, yes, God, yes. It's brilliant. It's so good. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I love that. They want to see the space. They want to think about all the parties that we want to have. We are on for a pajama party. Yes. This is what we want yes, to do. Yes. You keep asking uh, me. Because yes. I, I can't believe yes and- Oh, my God. Because I can't believe it. That's why. Because yeah. I'm so excited. And I can't. Okay. So one of those nights will be a pajama party. One of those nights will be a pool party. One of those nights will be an opening, you know, like a, maybe a, a courtyard soiree. And so they get to see all the spaces and see what we're going to do. Yeah, book your room. And please go through the website to do that. Yeah, because I don't know why that Jen is getting weekly. Um, what's it called? I don't even know what they're called. She gets the numbers every week. Okay, good. Yeah, um, whatever the- so she knows where we are as far as how many rooms we have to fill and stuff. If you want, haven't got your ticket for She Podcast Live, go to ShePodcast.com forward slash live and get your tickets it's gonna be so fun hi lee um it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be very hot when i go there next week but not as hot in october thank god because we're not just spending one night there because it's all the way across the country we go when i fly wednesday and then we see it all day thursday and then i fly home friday so like wednesday night even though i'll be tired as all get out Maybe we can like scoot around Scottsdale and see what's fun. Don't worry. I'll take my GoPro so that I can amuse all of you. Speaking of that, though, Jess, we are recording on Monday. This show is going to go live on Friday. So you're going to be doing coverage. Wait, hold up. You're going to be doing coverage about on this. So I am committing you now to have something in the show notes on Friday. Does that mean everybody go to the She Podcast Instagram account to look at some coverage in the stories, Look at is that, that what I say? Is that what you say? Because I, I'm if not. I, if I use this phone, I can't use that phone, but that's fine. Yay! I love you. All right, I'll do it. Hi, Lee. You know when you just had okay, Lee. I'm sure you know this. This is what it feels like. Okay. Okay. So you just had a baby, and then somebody's like, while you're like dealing with all the babies and the thing and the feeling, and they go, "How can we help? I'm coming over. What do you need?" 
I know. I just and then you're like, ah, quiet. (laughs) I I don't know. I have no. I wouldn't know what to say. Like I'm exhausted. My house is a mess. My nipples are hurting. We know. I have. I haven't taken a shower for fifty. I'll tell you what to answer. If someone says, "How can I support you?" This is the answer. Tell people to buy a ticket and come. If you know any companies that might want to get in front of our audience, either pass the contact info along or give them my contact info so we can talk them into being a sponsor. And then also... um, I love you, Lee. I know. That's really sweet. And also just like, you know, like every time the subject comes up, just tell people you're going so that people... I mean, especially this year more than ever, if you're going, tell people you're going when it comes up in any posts we're doing on any social. Just say, I can't wait to be there if you're coming. If you have questions, reach out because this is a year that's the most uncertain. I mean, it's funny because I've had two uncertain years. Like the first year, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And now it's the second year. And I don't know if anyone or I do know some people, obviously, but I don't know to what level people will come out of the house and be ready for a conference. So, oh, she wants to know if we want to do a Facebook Live and talk about the show. Well, yeah, that sounds that fun. So let's, work, let's work that out. That sounds like a good time. Um, so yeah, so when people ask, if you want to know how to support the show, uh, just tell people that you're going and then when you're, and then soon, very soon we'll have speaker announcements and then we're going to want you speakers to tell everyone and their mom. I think that'll move things along. So we're going to get that done as soon as we can. All right. People are like looking to get at, like even this weekend, um, you know, my daughter, my, my daughter, um, may had her show and Mm -hmm. uh, it was a gymnastics thing. And it was really great because, I mean, even though there was still all a lot of different protocols, we were out among people that we haven't seen in so long. Because even though Maymay was doing gymnastics and she was going there every week, we we didn't experience the gymnastics in the same way that we right. used to. Because I used to be in there with her the whole time outside. Right. right. We went there all the time as a family and now we literally just drop her off and then I go and have coffee across ice cream so actually across the street and I just wait with her there but we're not interacting with the place but anyway all that to say that everybody's coming out and even here where I live which is essentially a very it's a tourist people come here all the time yeah. people come to this is where they come to tourist themselves and it is <laughs> jam-packed yeah there are so many people here that we often hit a traffic stop complete stop Mm -hmm. because we can't get through the little town where everybody comes and and i don't even know what's going to happen this weekend like i'm afraid to drive near that area it's like all the tourists are here yeah 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 so what you're saying is people aren't afraid to get out of the house which is yes that's what i'm saying at least in this part of the country it's more like the airport i think so listen i'm gonna go this is the first airplane ride and airport visit i've had since podfest 2020 Mm -hmm. and i'll let you guys know what it's like if you have to wear a mask and if people are scary and coughing or whatever (laughs) i'll just let you know i'll have to let you know i don't know i'm a little nervous about it but i mean whatever you do what you gotta do i gotta get out of this house Oh, you're vaxxed. Yeah. You got your. You know, I am vaccinated. Yes, yeah. but my husband and my little boy's not vaccinated, and my husband has no antibodies. I mean, maybe he has. Now he's had two vaccines. He's had the Moderna, and now he's had the Johnson and Johnson. We'll see if he builds anything up. 
Let's wrap it on up. I hate medical shit. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I just wanted to let you know what we're doing, and now I'm fiddling with my hair. Okay, thank you so much for watching and listening to She Podcast. If you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at She Podcast. You can also go to our show notes and get all the links we discussed today, ShePodcast.com. Don't forget we have a membership, SuperSquad.ShePodcast.com. Go ahead and check that out. We're making some super cool overhauls to it. and We have to talk about that soon. Anyway, go ahead. We do. And um, and also our conference coming up in the fall, ShePodcast.com forward slash live. Thank you so much again. We totally appreciate you and want to support you in everything you do. We love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>